Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. My name is Dallas here. Today we have another amazing guest, a fellow podcast host, Arpana Salabi. Hello, Dallas. I'm so glad to be on your podcast. (laughs) It's my pleasure. We were talking before we started the recording here that your name is so amazing and beautiful and how your parents gave it to you was incredible. Please tell us about that. But I will first apologize to our audience. I did not say your name correctly. Can you say your wonderful name for our audience, please? Sure, definitely. Thank you so much. My name, we pronounce it in our dialect as Arpana Saladi. Arpana. Saladi Arpana is Saladi. like my family name. So my name is Arpana. In our dialect, in our language, Arpana means uh, dedicated to God or somebody who is consecrated to God. So that's how I got this name. And uh, that is how uh, I'm called Arpana Saladi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have a podcast you said already, the Arpana Saladi podcast. And that's available on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all of those, those streaming platforms, as well as YouTube. Is that correct? Yes, yes, you're right. And uh, yeah, it's called the Arpana Saladi podcast and we call it as hashtag life happens. Excellent. And we always allow our guests to share their personal Christian testimony. Our audience love to hear this. And so for you as well, I want to give you a little bit extra time as well to share because I feel like your story is very interesting. So go ahead and just just tell us, how are you a Christian? Tell us a little bit about your life as a believer as well. Okay, thank you so much, Dallas. And again, like I told you, my name and all that has started from my parents, actually, because, uh, you know, my father used to work in the income tax department, which is like the taxes uh, department for the Indian government. But then uh, when there was um, this incident where a former prime minister, he is Rajiv Gandhi, he was assassinated by a few people. And then the Lord started speaking to him and saying that, you know, the quote which C.T. Studd said, like only one life soon will be passed, like what you have done for Christ only will last. Mm -hmm. And then my father, he resigned his job and uh, both my mom and my dad, they started working uh, full time serving the Lord. And uh, especially when uh, like back in those days, we used to have slums. I don't know if you guys know what slums are. Maybe you have an idea from a movie called Slumdog Millionaire, where you have those slums, the Mumbai slums. I don't know if you've watched it, but those are called the slums, meaning Mm -hmm. the people who are like below poverty level and Mm -hmm. uh, who just eat anything and they just don't have anything. So it was like that. So my parents worked there. They started working there. God started using them. And then I was their firstborn. And I have a sister and a brother. All three of us are into the 
service of the Lord now. I was growing up as a pastor's daughter, obviously, and I knew all the norms of being in a Christian environment and how do I behave? How do I compose myself? You know, the vocabulary in worship. And uh, I was a good Sunday school teacher. I was a youth leader. I was taking sessions for the youth. All this without knowing the true gospel or without having the true knowledge of who Jesus Christ is truly to me. Mm -hmm. And so let me ask you, so you knew about him, but you didn't know him, right? That's what you're saying? Okay. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I knew about him, but I did not know him personally. There was this fear of death, which was in me, which was driving me crazy. I mean, like, where am I going to go if I die? So eventually, while the Lord started talking to me. And then one fine day, it so happened in my life that I had no hope and all hope was lost. And then, you know, God led me to read his word, the Bible. And I subscribed to a 90-day plan on you version. And um, so I was like, okay, let me finish these 90 days. I mean, let Mm -hmm. me just read, even though I don't understand anything. But still, there was this conviction in my heart that I need to read the Bible. And I started reading my Bible. There was like lengthy chapters, like 11 chapters a day, 15 chapters a day. The plan was made in such a way that we need to at least spend one to one and a half hour uh, with the Bible. And while I was reading the Bible, God started convicting me of my sins. And then, I mean, it's not like a one-time event that suddenly some flashes and lightnings and rumblings and then I was saved. It wasn't like that. It was like a gradual process. It was like refining and it was like, you know, a slow process where God started convicting me of my sins. And then I, I used to go back to people I've heard or, you know, something that I need to confess to my parents or something, you know, all that. I'm not saying that every person who has this born again experience should go back and revisit and say sorry to people. And no, I'm not saying that, but that was what happened to me. I mean, that's how God convicted me. And in in certain areas where I need needed to apologize in certain areas where I had to confess few things, God led me to that point where I completely surrendered my life to him. And And how old were you when you made that conversion? I was about 20, 20, 20 plus. About 20 years old. Okay. So from 20 years old, I mean, the mainstream of people are not are not doing this. They're not changing their life to, to please the Lord. They're not living their way, their life in a way to forgive people or to go back and to confess. Like that's that's not normal. And so what was that like as, as a minority at, in your 20 years old? When I was doing stuff which, you know, seemed like, is this necessary? I mean, you just go because 1 John 1 9 says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just, and then God is going to forgive you. But do you need to really do this? But the conviction that God plays in my heart was when I did what God asked me to do, there was a certain kind of a peace in my heart and there was sound mind. And, uh, People thought I was crazy. I mean, even few of my family members were like, why do you even want to go and apologize to that person? Just forget it. That's the past. But the push in my heart or the conviction in my heart was so strong that, no, I need to do this. Only that I was at peace. Yeah, obeying the Lord. I mean, there's a lot of peace in obeying the Lord. Even if it's something really silly, really small, forgive that person, go tell them from five years ago, you know, it doesn't make sense unless it's spirit led. Absolutely. I understand that.
You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Coconut Country Living was started with a simple yet somewhat daunting mission to heal the world through tasty superfoods. Searching the world to bring you the best organic coconut products, spices, and super greens, they have gathered the highest quality organic ingredients that satisfy your palate in every healthy diet. If you're ready to take the next step of strengthening, healing, and making things right, then visit CoconutCountryLiving.com for more information. Young But With a Purpose is a global youth movement centered on cultivating the spiritual heart, moving you from a place of boredom to a deeper place with God through fascination with Jesus Christ. Moving from boredom to God's purpose prepares you to be used to expand the kingdom of God. Find more information at www.ybwap.org. That is www.ybwap.org. What are the things that you have been posting in the last month, the last couple of years on social media in your, your platforms? My channel is called Arpana Saladi, which is on YouTube, mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, and like we have it all across the social media pages. To begin with, I mean, why did I even come up with this uh, thought of, you know, posting certain kind of content, which mm-hmm. is honestly speaking, Dallas, I know how to write content, which will help me get a lot of views, a lot of followers. But why did I choose this particular kind of genre where we want to address uh, certain doctrinal issues that we want to address? This is the right and this is the wrong or this is what the Bible says. So basically, it all started with uh, my journey uh, where I was invited to interview a celebrity pastor Mm-hmm. about Good Friday, I mean, about yeah. the death of Jesus Christ. So to make the long story short, while I was interviewing the person, I was so surprised because back in our country to his church, there are thousands of young people who attend his church. And this guy is unable to tell what is the atonement of Christ? What is the incarnation of Christ? Why did Jesus even come to this earth? Why was blood sacrifice necessary for the forgiveness of our sins? So these simple questions, these are like the basis of our faith and um, yeah a Christian uh, beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. So he was unable to answer these questions. And this started troubling me so much that after the interview, I came back and, uh, you know, my friend, right? So uh, I, I spoke to him and I told him, you see, I'm so disturbed. And this man is leading thousands of other young people astray by he is not reading the word of God, nor is he teaching the word of God. So what do we do? And this was like a conflict in my heart. And uh, there were days which were passing by and months which were passing by. And I was thinking, I need to do something, but I didn't know what. I knew I had to do something, but I didn't know what. It so happened that uh, one day when I was uh, reading my, uh, you know, quiet time, I mean, when I was having my quiet time, God spoke to me from the book of Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 29, where it says that, Mm -hmm. you know, I will make you as a wall. I will make you as a fortified bronze wall and they will come against you but they will not be able to prevail against you that was like this is a very strange verse which is like lingering in the back of my mind why did even God speak to me about from this verse oh what does this verse even mean to me right now in my life 
So it so happened that in that week or like, you know, th that phase, we have um, a few people in our country who have been graduated from the Bethel School of Music, Reading, California. Mm -hmm. And these guys started uh, making videos and uh, songs which are so incorrect, which are portraying God in a completely different light. Yeah, that is when we prayed. So there was this one incident where... Uh, they, one of the band member was sharing that she had a vision and she saw God as a mother who was making, uh, you know, I don't know if you know what a roti is. Roti no. is like the, a taco. A taco. Yes, yes, yes. I'm yeah. following. Okay. A roti is something like that. Okay. So she saw, she saw God as a mother in a vision and uh, he was making those rotis and feeding it to uh, everybody. And and all this was so disturbing that eventually we just ended up, I just, I just prayed and started scripting what we wanted to tell about God and uh, about the identity of God. I'm not saying that God, uh, I mean, metaphorically, yes, God is a mother to us. He comforts us. But when we take it in, in a context, it's very, very important, right? Like you can't yes. yeah, uh, shift the paradigm. Yeah. So when while all this was happening, so we prayed and we scripted the explanation that we wanted to give. And this was done with a lot of prayer, Dallas. It was not done out of spirit of judgment or, you know, a spirit of uh, showing a person that you guys are wrong. We are right. Or, you know, uh, we want to prove a point to you or we want to shame you or we want to do something to you. It wasn't coming from that point. It was coming from a place of a burden which was already there in me, like I told you about the story about that celebrity pastor and stuff. So it, it, it all progressed into this. And then me and my friend, we did not have any equipment. We just had our mobile phones and our personal laptops. We went to a park, technically, early in the morning where nobody was there. And then we just recorded the episode. We prayed. We prayed so much. We fasted and prayed. And we were like, there were all butterflies in our stomach because mm -hmm. there, was, there was like, you know, you're putting it on a public platform. And we just posted it. And from that day onwards till today, we are able to be consistent in what we are doing. It is not our doing. I will definitely vouch for it that it is not what we are doing. It is what God is doing through us. So coming back to your question, the content that we post online might seem hard to few people. They will be like, you need to preach the gospel. Why in the world are you even doing stuff like this where you want to address doctrinal issues, where you want to call out people, where you want to say this is wrong, that is wrong. Why are you giving reasoning to it? But the Bible asks us to do, right? I mean, I strongly believe that our faith in Jesus Christ is not without an evidence. It is an evidence-based faith. And we we need evidence. We Everything that we do, a song we sing, uh, whatever that we do in a church needs to have a reason. So, uh, so that's how, I mean, we ended up uh, making content which speaks about the doctrine and uh, which speaks about why we need to depend upon the absolute truths of the word of God in this relative world. Eventually, we started a podcast, which is like practical talk about, you know, it's not just scripture and it's not just, uh, you know, theologically speaking, doctrine and stuff. How do we imply that to our lives? I mean, when it comes practically to our lives, how does it work? I think what you guys are posting is 
fundamental. It's so important because if you look at a lot of young believers or new believers, maybe they're getting their theology from TikTok or from Instagram or from all of these places that it's not the, the it's not the foundation of what we're supposed to have. It's we're missing some links in the fence. And from what you guys are saying, I totally understand this. And I'll tell you a, a personal testimony. I was watching some of those things as well. Those mega churches, you know, they have very attractive videos on YouTube. And I, for years, I was watching this being encouraged. Even if it's not 100% correct, they're still encouraging things. It's more of a TED talk, if anything, in my opinion. And yeah. then it came to a point this year where my wife and I were praying and spending time with the Lord. And God says, cut this off. Stop viewing these things. Like there's just a time in my life today as a missionary Three years here in Brazil, God says, that's not for you anymore. You know, consume content that's deeper, something that's more fundamental, something that's more theological based. And, and I had to cut those things off and those things that aren't feeding me. It's just a, an encouraging message. I can get that anywhere. You know, I want the deep biblical podcast that's breaking down every single verse. And that's, that's just me personally. And so the content that you're posting, that's so encouraging that there's more people out there posting things that is, this is the truth, not the, the attractive message that you said that people are just getting views about. That's not what we want. We want to glorify the Lord and who he truly is. And it sounds like that's what you guys are doing. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. Tell us a little bit more. I had another question that was, that was inspiring from what you were saying there. Uh, something I, I'm going to ask this question. Something I saw on your post about Abba, Abba Father. Do you remember this post? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about this. I, I'm personally interested in that. Okay, so uh, it so happened that, again, coming back to our country and the context mm -hmm. that, you know, we have posted that in, there are people who write songs and call God in a very casual way. Like in English, it's daddy. Mm -hmm. if, if, it's, if it has to be casual or pa or mm -hmm. you know daddy like mm -hmm. it's like that we have this group which uh, says that god is so personal to you that if you want to call him as uh, baba or daddy or pa or anything like that you can do that because god is personal to you i mean however he wants to reveal himself to you he has revealed it so just go ahead with it mm -hmm. and call him daddy or something else but the bible very mm -hmm. clearly says that God has identified himself and, and the word that is used there is Abba, which means not a casual word about a father being a daddy or something. I mean, in our dialect, it is more of a very casual one. What the Bible says is that God, he is God. I mean, if God is so holy and the reverence that you place, the wonderful thing is that though he is God, he has identified himself or he he wants to be identified as a father. So that is a, I mean, that's the mercy that he's showing towards us. That's mm -hmm. something that he's giving towards us so freely. We are able to call him father, but that doesn't mean that we just take it for granted and yeah. play with words. We have people saying that God is my daddy. So, mm -hmm. and we also have quotes and signs behind the cars and stuff. So I feel that is, not so God honoring. Yeah, I, and I want to comment on that too. I mean, what you're saying is is amazing because we also need to remember that Jesus is the King. 
you know, he's the king. And if I put him on the throne of my heart and allow him to be king, this is the dangerous part for most people. It means he now gets to dictate what I can and cannot do by making him king. And so that means I can't just do this or do that or do this because it pleases me. But what pleases you, God? And that's what the decision comes to. And that's a difficult to give up the the reins and say, God, now you're in control. Now you are the king. I will follow you. He's a friend. He's a father. He's a comforter, like you were saying. But first, he's a king. And I will yes. honor him as such. And I think, man, everything that you're saying is so perfect. Please, our guest, go listen to all of her content, her podcast, all the things that are out there. Another question I have for you, biblical sound knowledge. Why is this so important? And what can we watch for as we're going into 2023 here in just a couple weeks when it comes to this? Why do we believe that it is very, very important for us to come back to the scripture is because we know while the reformation happened, the Bible was locked up and the common man did not have access to read the word of God, to know the word of God. We were all in darkness. I mean, at that point of time where the scripture was bound by the popes and we had to listen to what they were saying to us. But the fight and the struggle, which all these people uh, did like John Wycliffe or Luther for that matter, John Huss and there are so many other people we can just keep naming and so many other martyrs who have died for the common man to have the scripture, to have the word of God, to read it every day. But there was one argument which the popes have uh, placed towards Martin Luther while they were arguing with him at the Diet of Worms. We all know that. They said that, Luther, we are so scared that if you give the Bible to every person, I mean, like every, every, every other person, if you allow them to have access to the word of God, there is every danger that every person who has the access towards the word of God is going to interpret the scripture as they like. So in some way, that fear of those popes has come true today because we see that when the word of God is available to us, instead of understanding how to read the scripture, instead of understanding why do I need to read the scripture or is there a certain way? How, how do I read it or how do I understand? How do I understand the context or all this? We have come up with so many other interpretations where each one of us, we just tell what we like. To set the context, we are in this kind of a generation where you just pick up a line. Okay, if you are if you are a person who belongs to a certain kind of a community based on your gender, you just pick up a verse from the Bible and you say that, you know, this is, this is what the Bible says. So see, the Bible approves. That's the person's understanding. So, I mean, we are living in this kind of a generation. So that is the reason we need sound biblical teaching in these times and we need to go back to the scripture for what the reformers fought or all the martyrs who have, you know, shed their blood. We need to go back to the scripture. It is because there is no knowledge of the word of God. We are in the state that we are today right now, especially Dallas in our Christian, Indian Christian context that I'm talking about. There is so much of zeal. I can vouch for it. Everybody has zeal. Oh, we want to worship the Lord. We want to do this. We want to do But zeal without knowledge is foolishness, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. where are we going to end up? Where are we going to end up? I believe, I firmly believe that 
uh, we need to go back to the scripture and all of us should start at least reading the word of God so that we will know what is right and what is wrong. We don't have to sit down and do a research saying that, okay, this is the kind of, uh, you know, cult and I need to stay away and make a list of cults and make a list of teachings. No, mm -hmm. if we just read the word of God, we will be able to identify all the other false doctrines or everything that is not according to the word of God. So, we firmly believe, especially me and my friend, uh, as we do content on this channel, we very firmly, and that is our prayer, Dallas, because we also did a 30-day live early in the morning at 5.30, which is called as Read With Me Challenge, because we were like, at least as I read, maybe people will join with us as we mm -hmm. read the New Testament. And we wanted to read the New Testament in 30 days, and we were able to do that. So it is our earnest desire that without biblical knowledge, whatever we do, I don't know how much of God honoring it is because the standard is the word of God. Amazing. Yes. And like I said earlier, the point that we we get our theology from Instagram, TikTok, all of these places, and we're not reading the word. We're relying only on the spoken word of someone else's interpretation. And we need to go to the to the Bible, I mean, the logos, we need to go straight to where it comes from, from there. And that's where we can start. I think just reminding our audience today, read the word, read the word. And you were talking that you guys read it at 5.30 in the morning. Yes, we did. Wow. <laughs> and you read it in your, your native tongue or in English? No, we did it in English. Dallas. In English. We did, we okay. Read, yeah, we read it in English. So, if anybody wants to do the New Testament in 30 days, you can go back to our YouTube and just read along. Just 30 hmm. days, pick some 30 days that you want and you can read along with me as we read. Yeah. Amazing. So good. So cool. Mm, what else would you like to just tell our audience today? Anything that's just speaking to your mind that the Lord's sharing with you right now? The content that we post on our channels and also our firm belief, because it is our firm belief, we post that on the channel. We need to read the word of God. We need mm -hmm. to practice the word of God and we need to preach the word of God mm -hmm. because I believe that it is a fundamental primary foundation for a Christian or a believer to do anything else in life. And also, we are living in times where people are talking about if something is truth to you, that is your truth. If something is truth to me, that is my truth. But what about the truth, the absolute truth, which is the word of God? So unless we get back to the scripture, unless we get back and see and look for ourselves because we are surrounded by people who are podcasting like us, even us for that matter podcasting, videos, content, we need to be discerning enough to know, like you said about the mega churches and stuff. I mean, like the content that we consume, because I believe that content, especially in our generation, content is like food for the mind, mm -hmm. just like food for the body. We are just giving food for the mind. So it is of crucial importance what kind of content we feed upon. And so, you're right, discerning, because you could say, well, it's Christian, it's Christian, it's good. Well, not always discern what is good for you and what is not. You're exactly right. 
Absolutely, because we see even in the New Age teachings or the NAR movement or the Word of Faith, we hear Christian vocabulary. It looks Christian, it feels Christian, but how do we know whether it is truly Christian? I mean, whether it is truly being led by the Spirit of God. It is only when we know the scripture, it is then we will be able to discern and know, okay, this is right and this is wrong. I need to stop following this person. I need to start following this person because I can tell you that YouTube, Instagram and all the social media technology which we have uh, in this 21st century, it was like a gift to me because I've been edified so much. Like I went back to the Puritans books because of YouTube. I went back to, you know, pastors like Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones or, you know, people like Spurgeon, Jonathan Edwards, their sermons. I was able to access all that. It's because of the social media and technology. Thank God for that. So it all depends on how we use it. So my message to our listeners and everybody, all the Christians in our generation, people who want to truly love the Lord with all their heart is that let us read the word of God. And once we read the word of God and know the truth, we will be able to know the difference between right and wrong. And we will be able to tell our friends yeah. that, you know. I have a second a, point with that. You said to, to preach the word as well. And what would you say to our audience today who say, well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a, a missionary. I'm just a normal student. What would you say to this person about preaching the word? Yes, of course, wherever we are, whoever we are in whatever kind of profession or whatever that we might be doing, it is our responsibility. If we are a follower of Christ, a disciple of Christ, it is our responsibility to preach the word. But like you asked, you don't need a pulpit to preach. You don't need a stage or audience to preach. We are living in times where just to post every day through your social media, you can tell people that this is my faith and this is what I believe. And definitely, I'm telling you, there are so many testimonies which are subscribers and, you know, people who listen to our uh, uh, channel and the content that we, they have come back and told us that, you know, because I did this, this friend came to me and asked, what is this? And they were able to communicate with us. And that's how then they redirected them to us because they couldn't answer. So you can do so many things, like you can post stuff, you can practically show them through your, uh, through pursuing personal holiness. There is a choice that we need to make. And sometimes that one choice will place a question in the mind of that other person, thinking that, okay, everybody's doing this. Why is this one person not doing it? So that can trigger that question in that person's mind. And that way, maybe they will come to the Lord. And basically, like, you know, when we follow the Lord, he is going to direct us and give Absolutely. us directions so that do this, do that, don't do this. So he will guide us in our day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything that you shared today. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Can you tell our audience one more time, how can they connect with you and your content? Okay, so thank you so much, Dallas, for uh, having us on this podcast. It is such a pleasure to talk to you and to know about your work. And uh, you and your wife are doing a wonderful ministry as missionaries. That's really awesome because in these times, I don't think people would want to leave their uh, everything and go to places and preach the word. But that is really so encouraging, even for us to be steadfast and move forward and love the Lord 
regardless of the times and the culture that we are living in. So, my response yes, to that, what you said just very quickly, that you were talking earlier about knowing about God and then knowing God personally. And that's the change for me. I knew about God, but then when I encountered him, I couldn't not live for him. You know, when he changed my life, I had to live for him. I had to serve him. And and that's where I am today. And I hope that that continues for the rest of my life to continue to, okay, Lord, what's next? What do we do? And it's not always comfortable. We know that, but it's worth it. <laughs> Every moment awesome. is worth it. Awesome. That's so encouraging. You know, like you asked, our audience can connect. We have a YouTube channel which is called Arpana Saladi and then we have an Instagram handle which is called as Arpana Saladi so it's all the same Arpana Saladi I know it's difficult to pronounce my name but it spells A-R-P-A-N-A-S-A-L-A-D-I that's how uh, you can connect and DM us on Instagram or Facebook you can also email us to arpanasaladi at gmail.com it's the same name again so we have a podcast you can find all our playlists. We have uh, done so many uh, videos and, you know, reasoning videos, documentaries, kind of short documentaries about why revelations and why spiritual gifts, why tongues and, you know, all these kind of uh, controversial, I can say, topics about uh, uh, in, in our Christian world where even I was wondering at, at a point of time but God helped us understand because God doesn't leave us in confusion so God helped us understand and that is how we were able to make content and there's also uh, a playlist which we have done my favorite book which is Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan so we just read the book which is in a shorter version so if you guys want to check out and you just want to listen to it you can do that it is there on our YouTube channel so yeah, there are a few Bible journaling videos and there are many other videos that you can come down and check out on our pages. So that's how you can connect with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And if I can have you end our time together with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Sure. Yeah, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence, Lord, because of Jesus Christ and what he has done upon the cross. Thank you so much for sending your son and thank you so much for the gift of salvation that you have given to us. Lord, we come into your presence, Lord, today. Thank you for Dallas and the work that he is doing. And thank you that, Lord, even though we are miles apart and like different nationalities and our cultures are different, yet, Lord, we firmly believe that because of the blood of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice upon the cross, we are brothers and sisters in you and we believe that lord on that final day there are so many other people who are going to come like your word says from all nations where we are going to worship you and serve you and just lord proclaim that jesus christ you are the lamb of god and that you have saved us lord thank you so much for giving us this wonderful opportunity to talk and converse about what you have been doing in our lives Please uh, help us, take us forward, bless the work that we are doing and help it to be useful to your people for the extension of your kingdom. Thank you so much once again for this opportunity that you've given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. 
with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.